Previously on Restoration, following Drake's portals leads the team to a village 100 years in the past. With the inhabitants unwilling to cooperate with questions, the team accepts a mission to help solve a pest problem in a nearby town. If only Gwen or Viernan could remember the details of the book they'd read about the place. The weather kind of took a turn for the worse while you were talking with Lucas, the innkeeper, but he tells you where you can find some horses to hire and uh, you're able to get some horses to go a little faster on your route to uh, Vermilion. What kind of weather are we talking? Like how how worse? Rain, a little thunder now and then. You, you want to get there quick. Mm-hmm. We have horses, or as Sarathi likes to call them, giant hooved cats. <laughs> I do it. I do it. I love this joke. Everything is a cat. Love it. Sarathiel is going to try to bond with his new cat friend. Okay. Uh, just like the whole ride, just like petting the horse's mane, being like, oh, such a good cat. <laughs> so uh, how are all of you dealing with this horrible weather uh, and horse riding? Sarathiel is fine. Does not mind rain. Likes horses. You have a cat. I have a cat, <laughs> yep. so I'm fine. Did the stable hand tell me the name of my cat? Uh, probably. <laughs> Can I know the name, please? <laughs> Random uh, name generator it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of these. Uh, we got Peach, Fast Feet, Punch. Please punch. be Fast Feet. Oh, no, please be Punch. I want Punch. Yeah, no, Punch. punch I vote Punch. That's awesome. <laughs> The Democratic majority, we've spoken, it's punched. <laughs> All right, but who's riding jitters? Me. <laughs> definitely I know, Gwen. I was going to say, it's got to be the wizard, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's definitely me. It's definitely Gwen. <laughs> I feel like my dad didn't let me ride horses. I feel like that was too dangerous. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, were you even allowed near them? Yeah, I, I feel like, and so it's, this is a very nerve-wracking experience, because I think he gave me a bunch of, like, horror stories about how they have big, dangerous hooves, and they'll stomp on your little head, and you've got to stay out of their way. <laughs> so I'm just sort of, like, gingerly, like, frozen on top of this horse, just being like, if I don't move, maybe everything will be fine. <laughs> what did I get? Who did I get? <laughs> oh, let's see. Who did you get? Your choices are Jacob or Bo. I like Jacob. <laughs> All right, Viernan's on bow. So uh, you're riding, and it's miserable. It's wet. Uh, Viernan is not feeling great because he was sick enough coming through the portal, and now all oh, of dear. this nonsense. No, but he'll be fine. He'll rally as long as you guys can get somewhere, you know, dry relatively soon. And it is going to take you about 
a full day to get there, unfortunately. Great. So you managed to find a relatively dry cave halfway along. And you, know, you do checks and everything. It's totally fine. And it's a very uneventful journey that the the rain kind of eases up the further away you get from um, Marin. And thank God, because if uh, the horses had to deal with one more thunderclap, they probably would bolt even as calm as they are. Oh, oh no, Serethiel is trying very hard to calm Punch down. Make me an animal <laughs> handling roll. Okay. He's got a plus four. He's very good with it. Yes, finally. Nice. (laughs) No problem. When it definitely matters. So you have a very good way with all of these cats, and they all calm (laughs) down. so good. (laughs) (laughs) They're such good cats. And Viernan makes a note of this because, oh, horses like you. Okay, this is good. This is a good calming activity. We like this. So it's a pretty uneventful night. Um, Most of you trance because you're full elves, but... Gwen, you are a half-elf, which means you sleep. So... Like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a weirdo, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, um, how are you dealing with being on the road? Uh, I'm very excited about it, because it's an adventure, and we're outside, and we're like away <laughs> from like the safety of the university or my house, and like, I definitely ooh. can't sleep because I'm so excited. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like a kid. <laughs> So you manage to get to the rest of the town. The village is eerily quiet. Plants and wildlife have overtaken the crumbling houses. Leafless vines climb rotting walls. Birds and other small creatures nest in the exposed rafters. And gnarled trees protrude from the fallen roofs of a few buildings. The overcast sky adds an air of oppression to the scene, seeming to envelop the village. Well, this is bad. I like how there's just like a very prominent cemetery, nearly like a fourth the size of the town itself. It's fine. It's fine. You knew that you were coming to the site of a mining disaster, so it makes Mm. sense that there would be a pretty big cemetery right now. (laughs) All right, so you're coming in from the the bottom of the map, and um, there's a pretty wide avenue in front of you. Lots of houses around you. They're kind of crumbling and decrepit. Um, some of them are shops and things, and, uh, you're going to assume that the biggest building, uh, in front of you beyond that tree is the mayor's house. And, uh, if you'll remember, Lucas said that the mayor had been investigating the disaster, uh, and what was going on in the village. So, um, there's a couple places you can go to check out. Uh, we've got... Uh, a blacksmith's shop. We have a stonemason's workshop. We have the graveyard. Uh, we've got the mayor's house and the tree. So if we go to the graveyard, we can complete that one side quest. True. Uh, you had two parts to complete with that. Uh, one was getting the locket and the other was putting the, um, uh, the flowers on the grave. So we, we can go to the tree and then get the thing and then go to the graveyard? Yeah. Chaz definitely, yeah, wants to, like, he's very, like, hmm, <laughs> suspicious of this place. And, yeah, definitely anywhere we go, he's going to want to be like, wait, before we touch anything. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm feeling tree. Let's go to the tree. Okay. Yeah, sure. 
so you head over to the tree and it's um it's bare it doesn't have any um canopy or anything of leaves it's kind of shriveled shrunken and so you were gonna investigate it Mm -hmm. go ahead and make a roll nice (laughs) uh so you very easily find there's a hollow on this on one side of the tree uh it's on the west side it says so you know uh the side over towards the graveyard i guess Mm -hmm. um and inside is a platinum pendant uh, on a thin chain. And it's inscribed with For Lorna Forever. I turned around waving it around like a maniac. I found it! I found it! Oh my god, I'm so good. I'm so good. Deep breath, deep breath. He pats you on the head. Chaz <laughs> is like, oh, you, you sure did it. I am more interested in the tree, though. I do a little dance, like in the middle of the square. <laughs> High five. And um, you'll remember that Lucas told you that his wife's name is Lorna. So mm. this, this is her necklace uh, that he wanted you to find. Well done. Lucas will be very pleased. Good job. Man, this questing thing isn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could be a little quieter since you know they mentioned that there was a monster problem. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Oh, sorry. I forgot. I got really excited. Okay, you don't have to whisper. Uh, so you guys wanted to go next to the graveyard? Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, sure. Do we have the flowers or do we have to go get some flowers? You probably got to get some flowers. We got to look around. Yeah. Chaz wants to look for the flowers for sure. Okay. I'll use your investigation check for that, for finding the flowers. Okay. And you find some on the way over, you know, just wildflowers. All of the gardens are completely weed-choked and overgrown. Uh, and a lot of them were vegetable gardens anyway, instead of flower gardens. But you find some wildflowers on the way uh, over towards the graveyard. Excellent. Uh, all right. So you make it over towards the graveyard. And as you're approaching it, you see a crooked wrought iron archway. Uh, stands over the entrance to the graveyard, and it's overgrown like the rest of this village. Uh, as you walk in to the graveyard, you notice that there are headstones at odd angles. It looks very neglected, which makes sense if it hasn't been taken care of in several years. There's some small cairns, uh, you know, piles of rocks instead of headstones, marking graves toward the back of the uh, graveyard. Looks like it was maybe assembled kind of hastily. Oh, Sarathiel is going to try to adjust some of the headstones that are a little crooked. Aw. <laughs> He's such a good boy. He really is. Um, so are you looking at any of the, the gravestones, or are you just... How, how, what are we doing? Well, at least Chaz is. He's like, well, Sarathiel is like writing them. He's just like tr- looking at all the names and or to see whatever is inscripted on them. All right. Well, uh, you notice, Chaz, since you're actually looking at them, uh, the graves nearer to the front of the graveyard seem to be older. Um, It's a mixture of old and new plots. And as you're getting towards the back and towards the cairns, you notice that uh, a lot of the headstones near those cairns have the same death date carved onto the headstones. Hmm. Gwen, make me a history check. Ooh, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> 
It's okay. V's got you. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so, Gwen, you've actually read the book, and uh, Viernan has been rambled out about the book by his sister. Uh, <laughs> so he he remembers that that's the uh, that's the date that the mine collapse occurred. I like smack my head. Oh man, how did I forget that? Ah, that can't be a coincidence. Serathiel <laughs> is going to look for the uh, for Lorna's grave while they investigate that. Okay, how are you guys situated? Are you kind of clustered together? Are you spread out a bit? I'm next to Vernon because I feel like we're talking about the date and everything. Yeah, yeah. Serathiel is a strong boy. He feels secure enough to be on his own if necessary. But he's also not going to shove anyone away if they follow him around. So. No, I've got the flowers, so I've got to. I've got to follow. <laughs> yeah. So you two are looking for Lorna. Okay. You just kind of you can't shake the feeling of being watched in this mm-hmm. place. You know, it's it's a creepy, worn down town. It's it's just a little spooky. When you don't notice it right away because you're busy being a nerd and excited about book and talking and, mm-hmm. oh, whoa, this history and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you do kind of feel watched. And, you know, you look around, there's nothing around you. It's, but it's just just a feeling. Uh, very normal. Yeah, totally, totally fine. I feel like Serathiel is used to that feeling. So he barely does. He doesn't even really perceive it anymore. He just kind of goes about his business. Yeah, I mean, when when you're surveilled 24-7, it's kind of hard to... Yeah, that's just his default setting. <laughs> I feel like I'm too much of a baby to... I don't think I would notice that much. I feel like I'm not enough of a like experienced person. <laughs> it just doesn't mean anything to me. All right, so you feel the shivers down your back and like the hair standing up on your neck and you're just like... Eh, no, it's just cold. It's just the breeze. Well, if, you know, we're, we're in a creepy place and I'm nervous, yeah. so it's probably yeah. just that. Yeah, it's it's just nerves. And, and I'm on my first big adventure outside, so it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, Chaz is like opposite, though. He's going to be like on edge with a capital E, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, Chaz, you're definitely feeling the worst of it. You're just like, okay, this, it feels wrong here. Like, it just yeah. feels wrong. Yeah, there's nothing obvious for why it feels wrong, but it just everything feels wrong. Uh, okay, so you do eventually find the gravestone uh, for Lorna, Lorna Grovesner, uh, and it's in a section at the back, and it's a few headstones away from all of the cairns. He nods to Chasmir to put the flowers on the grave. Oh, yeah. Chaz definitely does that. He says, well, may whatever God she follows ease her passing into the next life. And I feel like Chaz sort of whispers more to the flowers, like, someone here loves you still. That's very sweet. (laughs) Chaz, you noticed when you bent down to put the flowers on the grave, it's engraved with beloved of Lucas forever, my heart. Aww. No. As you place the flowers on the grave, you hear this soft, contented sigh on the wind. Oh. Slowly fades. Serathiel, no brain. Oh, it was Lorna. She's happy. And then that's all he can. (laughs) (laughs) End analysis. Chaz is just like, right, that's totally normal. Yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely a normal, normal town. But, you know, she's, she's, if it's a sigh of contentment, he's like, okay, weird, but okay, happy, that's fine. So as you were approaching the cemetery, you notice that there is a cart abandoned in the middle of the road north out of the village. Um, You can investigate it if you want, or you can leave it alone. 
Oh, anything that can be investigated, Chaz is going to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Serathiel takes the opportunity while when Chaz walks away to clean up a couple other graves, like, like r- remove the lichen, that kind of thing. I see Serathiel doing that, and I'm like, hey, you know, I could cast Tidal Wave just to wash all this off. <laughs> I feel like a Tidal Wave would wash a little bit more than the lichen. I mean, maybe, but we don't know until we try it. I actually haven't tried this spell out. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> so if you go to investigate the cart, uh, you notice that it's abandoned in the middle of the road, and it is covered with a heavy tarp. It's a little gruesome. There's uh, the remains of a horse nearby. Oh. Uh, you know, skeletal remains at this point, but let's see. Roll me another investigation check, anyone who's checking it out, or a survival check. Damn, neither of us did very good. Oh boy. Fiernan finds that the driver's seat of the cart lifts up and it reveals a compartment underneath. And inside the compartment is a pouch with some gold and a ledger listing sales in settlements around the area. Based on the timeline that you know you're in, in this uh, portal area, it was only about a year ago that this cart and horse and whatever got left here. Mm. Oh, so something, there's still something here. That yeah. just backs up the monsters, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like maybe the, the folks in uh, Marin are not unfounded in their worries that there is still something here. Is there anything we can see from the, like the cart or like like is there any kind of damage that we can look for like that looks like something like claws or I guess the horse has been dead for a while yeah yeah I mean you could like check the bones for like claw marks but that'd be nobody rolled high enough to notice (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, fair enough yeah so it's recent there's something still in the town so maybe your feelings of being watched are not as unfounded as you thought where are you guys all located like Chaz and Gwen, you were actually investigating the cart. Where'd Serathiel go? Uh, he's still finishing up. Like, as soon as someone calls him over, he'll finish, he'll come over. But uh, he's got, he's still cleaning off a little bit of lichen, I think. Okay. Creeping vines, you know, straightening tombstones. Um, in that case, Serathiel, you hear some indistinct whispering in your ear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Serathiel... It does the first dumb thing, which is look around. <laughs> There's nothing around you. Hello? No response. And he shrugs, kiss, head empty, no thought, and he just goes <laughs> back to what he was doing. <laughs> um, the whispering starts up again. He turns around and is like, listen, if you want to say something to me, I'm right here. You can just speak. <laughs> can we hear him talking, like, from where we are? Yeah, you're close enough. Just like, what are you talking about? We're looking at the cart. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you either, Chesmere. There's some someone whispering and I can't see them. So I'm just telling them Oh what? That if they yeah, want right, to exactly. talk to me If you want to talk to me, I'm right here. I like hide behind Viernan. <laughs> Chaz hears that like I hear whispering but I can't see anyone and he's like, Oh oh, oh, oh no, of course. <laughs> Viernan, this isn't good. This is very scary. I wanna go home. <laughs> now I want to go over to where Serathiel is and see if I can hear it. Well, um, no, it it's quiet. You know, as soon as Serathiel had drawn attention to whatever this was, it's not talking anymore. Serathiel assumes it's gone now. He just sort of shrugs and says, okay, well, that was weird. 
What's your next? <laughs> he is literally too dumb to be scared. <laughs> right, like, that's weird. I really, like, Chaz just does not like this. Like, I can cast Detect Magic since I did take it. Sure. I think I need someone to talk me into it, because right now I'm just very scared. So I'm just, like, hiding behind <laughs> Viridin, like, shaking. Viridin, fingernails are digging into your arm. <laughs> you can loosen up a little bit. It's okay, Gwen. I'm sorry. I let go of you and, <laughs> like, stumble back. He just kind of pats your shoulder like, it's okay. It's, it is spooky. Where did they go? Where did they go? I don't know. Chaz is just like, I don't know, but maybe if you cast a spell, we might be able to know. Oh, I could cast Tidal Wave. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> Anything but that one. Okay, not Tidal. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, Detect Magic. There we go. Something better. I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Yeah, I think I think this, this doesn't do anything. Did you see you detect anything? I'm like concentrating really hard, and I like I think I'm just like looking around, trying to see if there's anything that's like speaking to me. And I finally turn, and I'm like, "There's nothing." The the closest you see is like there's little bits of magic like on the stones to kind of prevent crumbling and stuff, but that's kind of standard. Like it's just normal magic. There's nothing that's like that's like no kind of like weird source or anything like that. Maybe Sarathiel did imagine it. I say. And I'm like, I'm like <laughs> boosting myself back up again. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I like go over Virnin. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, no, no. He just, you, you, you were just hearing things, Sarathiel. <laughs> okay. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Sarathiel <laughs> 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 yep, heads over to the rest of the group says, right, so uh, what's you next? I feel like we should save the mayor's house for last. I'm feeling very confident now. I think like nothing is going on here. It's totally oh, not that's spooky. Cute. <laughs> that won't last long. <laughs> I'm gonna go explore. <laughs> and Chaz is like, oh boy. Can we go to the blacksmith shop, maybe? Sure. Um, okay, so the blacksmith shop uh, has a sign that features a wand crossed with a blacksmith's hammer. And Ooh, magical blacksmithery. Yeah. <laughs> the sign is kind of hanging crookedly. And as you enter into the door, it falls uh, behind you. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I hid under a chair as soon as I heard the noise. <laughs> <laughs> We're all together. You don't have to hide. It's all right. Yeah, like there, there's a workbench. Like there's, there's stools. There's no chairs to hide under. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I may not be big and strong, but you could hold on to me if you like. I grab under your arm and I start squeezing really hard. I immediately regret saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sarathiel says, you know, I'm much bigger than you. The hide-behind-me plan will work much better. That's a good point. I let go of your arm, and I just, like, I, like, stay behind uh, Sarathiel's shoulder. <laughs> just, like, peering out every couple seconds. All right, so there's a large forge in the far corner, a blacksmith's anvil, and a empty quenching trough uh, beside it. And then um, there's the workbenches that Gwen found. So let's see. Are you investigating? What are we doing in here? Oh, yeah. Now Chaz has been like, like his work switch has been turned on. He's like, I wonder what they made here. Like what sort of armor and weapons? I'm so curious. Okay. So make me an investigation check. Hey. Nice. Hey, hey, hey. dirty 20. So Chaz, you're just kind of like poking through everything. You're I think Gwen is still too spooked, so he's just hanging out behind Seraphiel. Uh, Seraphiel, what are you doing while Gwen or while uh, Chaz is poking through everything? He's just vibing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, there's some tools around, but they're not like any good tools. But uh. in the corner, there is 
a kind of hollow sound. Um, and you manage to find a false door. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and inside there, you find several things. You find a steel shield with platinum filigree in the shape of winding serpents. Uh, you find matching short swords with platinum filigree on the handles and the pommel in a similar pattern. Mm-hmm. And you find a stack of 10 iron bars, uh, presumably working materials. Mm-hmm. And that's all that you find in there. It seems like they hid their, their good stuff in the... So detect magic lasts for 10 minutes. So quickly, Gwen, yeah. <laughs> take a look and see if any of them are magical. Okay. The shield and the swords and stuff, they're all perfectly normal. Um, but Gwen, you sense something magical down underneath the workbench. Hmm. I'm like, I'm like, guys, I think there's something. And I go to look under the workbench. You find a thin platinum ring toward the back of the workbench, like kind of wedged behind uh, one of the legs, the table legs. Oh, shit. Magic ring. Magic Better ring. Better not and summon Sauron. I like I I pull it up and I look at it and I'm like, well, it doesn't it doesn't look particularly special, but Chaz, Chaz, come look at this. I have the spell identify. Oh, 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 look at that. It's a ring of swimming, which is an uncommon magic item. Uh, it does not require attunement. And the person wearing it has a swimming speed of 40 feet while wearing it. Okay niche. Uh, right? Which character do we want to see swimming the most, and why is it Serathiel? Right. <laughs> Who wants to see Serathiel wet? Everybody raise your hand! <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the rest of us who've given this would not be able to take advantage of it, because, you know, we're just... <laughs> He's the one with the strength mod, the athletics check bonus, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, there's not much else here. Uh, it looks like the people who were in this shop uh, took most of the things that they could carry with them, uh, if it was valuable, uh, and if they couldn't carry it, they hid it. And you've found everything in here. Gwen, it sounds like you got over your nervousness and were exploring a little, which is good. While Chaz was investigating the ring, your attention just kind of wandered. And you see this strange shadow. Just, it's longer than it should be. And you're not quite sure where it comes from. And it's just long across the floor, but as soon as you look at it, it just kind of, it's a normal shadow. What? What? No, nothing, nothing weird going on here. I do a double take and sort of shake my head like, no, it's fine. No, nothing there. There's nothing, still nothing magical. Nope. The ring's the only thing giving off anything. This is a weird town. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It's getting later in the, in the day. Um, you got into the town probably about mid-morning, uh, and it's getting towards uh, mid-afternoon by now. Uh, I'm going to leave it up to you guys if we want to just go directly to the mayor's house or if we still want to check out more of the... <laughs> I'm fine with just going to the mayor's house. Let's go to the big house at the end of the road. Yes, so the description of the mayor's house. This grand two-story brick house has fallen prey to time and the elements like the rest of the village, but it remains in better shape than the smaller houses. Heavy wooden double doors are flanked by dark windows, and chimneys anchor the building at each corner, their masonry crumbling. In front of the house looms a wide, leafless tree, the one you saw earlier. Uh, Its gnarled branches reaching toward the clouds like twisted fingers, and its rough bark is pockmarked with large knots and beetle holes. Is the front door closed? Yes. 
Serathiel Knox. <laughs> <laughs> there could be someone there. You don't know. Subtlety. There's nobody home. Oh. Serathiel checks the handle to see if it's locked. Nope. You're in luck. He opens the door and goes in first. He is, he, he is a tank. He knows his place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the entryway. Dust covers everything in this wide hallway. Moth-eaten cloaks hang from hooks on the left-hand wall. To the left and right, hallways branch off into the gloom. Ahead, a stairway leads up to the second floor, and a door stands beneath the stairs, seemingly leading to the backyard. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of light, but it was kind of overcast outside, uh, so the light quality is not great in here. But, you know, you've all got dark vision. You're fine. How spooky is it? Is it very spooky? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty spooky. Like, Yeah, Sarathiel heads right in, takes a look around. Uh, he'll wait for a cue from someone smarter to <laughs> let him know which door he should open first or where he should go. There's what looks like probably a living room, some kind of dining room, uh, maybe a parlor, kitchen. I'm inside the house, but barely. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like straddling the door. Chaz just like gently pulls him in like, it's fine. But if it's not, it's creepy in here. Do you see all those cobwebs? It's creepier outside. Exactly. You have to stay with us at least. I look very panicked outside and inside. Like I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm trapped and I didn't realize. <laughs> Sorathiel pets your hair. <laughs> like I appreciate that, but still, I like I think I just like <laughs> like get my back up against a wall and I just sort of like stand there frozen. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna look around. Is there, as usual? Is there anything I see that's magical? Uh, there is nothing magical that you can sense, at least on this level. Okay. Um. So, are you gonna go into any of the rooms so I can describe any of them, or because I know Serathiel's just chilling till somebody tells him what to do? Yep, he's waiting for directions. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Chaz looks at V like, any thoughts? I mean, maybe see if we can find something that looks like an office or somewhere she might have kept notes. Great. So, just start opening doors. Serathiel <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shrugs and he opens the first door that he sees. So, that's going to be the parlor. The parlor is empty except for four wingback chairs situated along the left-hand wall and a desk in the right-hand corner beside the window. A fireplace dominates the southeast corner. Uh, the chairs, they're infested. Like, there's moth-eaten fabric. Uh, there's mouse holes and things in the in the walls. Uh, mm. It's pretty decrepit. Charming. Any papers on the desk? Make an investigation check. Oh, why, though? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who asked. Oh. Crumbling blank parchment, uh, some old quills and a dried up inkwell. It's, it wasn't a high DC. Uh, there's nothing really important here. On to the next room then. Okay. Serial gives up on that one and then goes uh, across the hall to the left side. The assembly room. Chairs are arranged in staggered rows with their backs to the door, facing a podium in the southeast corner. A sideboard sits on the left side of the room, and a bookcase stands to the right of the doorway, filled with tomes and knickknacks. A cold brick fireplace occupies the southwest corner. Oh no, we found books. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz is like, oh no, covers Gwen's eyes like, nothing to see here. Yeah, except books might maybe have a clue. Come on, let's check them out. 
So you better do that. I'm not good at reading. (laughs) Right. So um, all of these seem to be like more general books. Like it seems that this room might have served more as an assembly room and maybe a lending library for the town. You know, there's not like a library itself, but the mayor would probably loan books out. So a lot of this stuff is like novels or not anything of local interest, really. You know, it's kind of... It doesn't seem like you find anything that would be actually helpful to explain what happened here. You do find a small watercolor of a mountain range, which is not unusual. You're in a mountain town. Uh, And you find a chunk of raw platinum ore, uh, which presumably came from the platinum mine near town. Next room, I suppose. All right. Seraphiel heads over to H3. Okay. So you're still having that, like, sense of foreboding uh gwen like it it hasn't gone away you're a little bit able to temper it just because you're around the others you're okay and this is interesting uh but you do feel that like i think i like looking over my shoulder every like couple seconds yeah the hair on the back of your neck is just like standing up uncomfortably uh a round table with four chairs stands in the center of this room windows look out into the backyard A fireplace in the corner is filled with broken masonry, and a framed portrait hangs on the right-hand wall. A portrait of whomst? (laughs) It is a faded oil painting, and it depicts who you assume is probably the mayor. It's a dark-skinned woman dressed in a cream-colored frock coat and a pale cravat at her throat. Her hair is pulled up in an intricate twist, and she wears delicate platinum and diamond earrings. Chaz looks at this portrait like, hmm, stylish. And uh, on one of her fingers is a heavy platinum signet ring inscribed with a snowdrop blossom. And there's not much else in that room. I'm looking like contemplatively at the portrait. I'm like, do you think that was the mayor? Maybe. Could be, probably, maybe. So it looks like there is one more room on this floor. So I think it leads the way into what looks like a dining room. Yeah, this room holds a rectangular table with eight chairs. A sideboard sits against the far wall with dusty ceramic serving dishes and bowls atop it. The fireplace is in the far corner. Uh, it looks like it was mainly used for you know any fancy dinners or possibly even family meals for the mayor's family. You know, there's ceramic plates and things and flatware serving utensils, things of that nature uh, that are... Simple, but well-made. It just seems like it's a pretty normal space. This is probably the most personal of the rooms down here, but even then, it it's kind of a dual-use space. Yeah, so Vernon's been kind of quiet, but, you know, it's not unusual for him. Uh, he is looking around and he is looking into things, but he's more keeping an eye on the rest of you than anything. Mm-hmm. And he, he's also still getting a little bit better from that uh, nausea the other day. I think maybe we might find something upstairs uh, in the personal quarters, but I don't think there's anything down here. I think anything that was down here would have been taken away, or if I remember correctly from the book, the mayor had been living here sort of alone um, at the time. So I think... Probably she would have kept the things where she was more comfortable in the house. Mm. So in her bedroom upstairs. Yeah. 
All right. And uh, Serethiola trumps off the stairs. There's horrible creaking and groaning of the wood. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't bother Serethiola. Head empty, no thought. Yeah, Chaz is like keeping an eye on both of you and like, uh, you don't throw up and you, points to Gwen, like, don't freak out. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. Right. Are you guys coming? Yes. Right, we are. Yes. D- do you want to hold my hand, Gwen? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. V brings up the rear, making sure nobody's left behind. Let's see. There's a landing at the top of the stairs. It's open. Um... And there's four closed doors before you and a large entryway gaping from across the hall to the south. Uh, now, uh, if we're looking at personal quarter, like, this is my D&D-based intuition. It's either an H11 or H9. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> H11 is the only one with a desk. Yep. <laughs> and H9 has a table, so. That's true. It's, yep. it's got to be in one of those. That's places. true. Plus, <laughs> H11 has, like, the bigger room, so that's probably the mayor's actually room. That's actually. probably yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you were... Were you going to go into the open room, or were you going to open up one of the one of the side rooms? That's probably a bedroom. Uh, Sarathiel heads through the entryway into the little uh, what is it like a meeting room that I can sit on the map? Uh, this is actually the library. Oh, nice! Shelves filled with books line the walls of this library, and four wingback chairs sit around the low table in the center of the room. The wide bank of windows in the south wall affords a panoramic view of the dilapidated houses beyond the twisting branches of the tree in the front yard. Uh, It seems like this area is more of the personal library for the mayor. Uh, It's definitely more stocked, uh, and it also seems like it's more lived in uh, than the other rooms downstairs did. says, well, boys, I think we have found it. Cool. Found what? (laughs) <laughs> you know the thing we're looking for whatever that is oh right <laughs> this is the most promising spot we found Sathriel do you even remember why we're here <laughs> no I don't okay I want to say it was something about a cat <laughs> uh, no, no. not even close but okay hey everyone Val here thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Crit Fail Club Restoration If you can't wait to hear what happens next, check out our Discord server for episodes in pre-release, or to listen in live as we record. You can join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. We don't advertise at all, So if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also enjoy the show, post on social media about it, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash CFC channel, or on other major podcast platforms. Thanks again for tuning in.